Hello, people of America. Welcome to the greatest podcast in the world. That's right. This is NPR. Just kidding. It's Ali fucking Highland, and you're listening to What Should We Call It? That's right. I pranked you, dumb bitch. Um, obviously, Cody's not here this week. I'm doing a little solo episode um, because Cody has decided that he does not want to be a part of the podcast anymore. So I am taking things over and I have 100% ownership, which means that my listenership will obviously be going um, significantly lower because no one wants to listen to me. Um, all of you have made that very clear. So thank you for that feedback. Um, just kidding. Uh, Cody is, um, he has finals week this week. Um, I'm recording this late Sunday and his finals are all like next week. So he requested that I just do a little solo ep, um, to put something up tomorrow. So here we are. He's still a dumb bitch for missing, but I guess we will excuse it this time. Um, so yeah, I know he's done a couple of solo episodes before, but this is my first one. I think yeah, oh no, this is definitely my first one. So, um, not really sure how this is going to go because I can obviously talk a lot, but I'm not good at just talking to myself. So, we will see how this goes. Um, so go ahead and tune out now if you are not interested in listening to me talk for probably about 30 minutes. I'm probably not going to talk that long because I will get uncomfortable. So, yeah, here we are. Um, just to give you a little life update, last week was terrible. Um, I had a very nasty, um, viral infection that made me in very much pain. I woke up at like four in the morning, uh, like last week and I literally thought my appendix was bursting because of how much pain I was in. So that was fun. Um, went to the doctor though, got my antibiotics and I just took my last dose of those yesterday so things are on the up and up and um yeah other than that um i am very excited to announce that i have submitted all of my grad school applications all nine of them so now i will be knowing what i'm doing with my life hopefully in the next few months so for all the haters who said i would never make it um you're fucking stupid and you wish you were me so yeah. Um, so I guess that's mostly what is new with me. Um, so yeah, I guess I kind of thought I would just kind of talk about some things that are maybe things that we have not talked about on the podcast before that Cody probably just doesn't care about. So this is my opportunity to have my platform of fame. So if I was president, this is what I would talk about. Um, yeah, I don't know, but um, I wanted to give you all a, an update on the um, Josh Duggar situation because I know we have been kind of keeping up with that. Um, I ended up like driving by the courthouse last week. I don't think we talked about that last week because I think I did that on like Monday or Tuesday. Um, but like I was coming home from tutoring because I tutor at a place on Dixon Street, which is like if you're not if you're not in the area of Fayetteville, Arkansas, it's like a bar street down, uh, like kind of downtown, um, or like the downtown square. So I was like driving home and the federal courthouse is like right over there. So I was like, you know what, we're just gonna drive by and just see what we see. And literally like I like pulled up and I was like, you know, we'll just sit here for like a minute. Cause I like, I was very curious to see like what 
if I could see anybody or like what. And then literally, lo and behold, I saw fucking Josh Duggar walk out with Anna Duggar holding hands walking out of the courthouse. Which is crazy now to look back because like spoiler alert, but like he was convicted guilty on both counts and is now in custody before his sentencing in a few months. Um, so you could say that I was one of the last people to see Josh Duggar when he was free. So that's kind of exciting. I feel like I need a t-shirt for that one. Um, but yeah, I saw him walking out and it literally like made me sick to my stomach. I like was looking at them and I was like, oh my God, I only saw them for like a split second because like they were being let out by like their defense lawyers. And I think there was probably a bodyguard or there too, um, a bodyguard or two there too. But, um, yeah, that was crazy. Um, but yeah, he was ended up convicted, um, which thank God because, ugh, oh my God, absolutely horrifying. Um, I would definitely caution you if you read more into it. There are some very graphic um, descriptions of things that were found on his computer. So if you are at all triggered or sensitive to um, child abuse, sexual abuse, anything like that, I would definitely um, caution yourself before looking at any of that. But it is crazy, some of the things that were talked about in the trial. So, so yeah, there's a little update on that. Um I was kind of hoping that I was going to get to see, like, some of the other family members, but, you know, Halo, when you win some, you lose some, all right? Um, so that was interesting. Uh, I also thought I would mention that, for all of you who care, um, I am two books away from my yearly book goal. I wanted to read 50 books this year, and I'm thinking I'll probably get about 51 or 52 um, but I'm at 48 right now, and I'm, like, halfway through two different books, so we'll probably be done with both of those, um, and we'll be reaching the goal, so that's exciting. Um, also, Cody and I are going home. Um, I think I'm probably driving back sometime late next week, um, probably, like, Thursday or Friday, and I think he'll probably come back over the weekend, but going back home, so we'll be um, recording from home for a couple weeks at least. I think we'll probably take a week or two off for holiday stuff. Um, but yes, there will probably be a couple home episodes and maybe a home guest, question mark, question mark, question mark. So yeah, that could be very exciting. Um, and then I think, yeah, we have a lot of guests kind of that we're planning on talking to in 2022 and yeah, some fun stuff coming up. And as always, appreciate any feedback you have if you want to roast us or, ask us for advice. We're really good at giving advice. So yeah, feel free to um, DM us or whatever. Um, But kind of one of the big things I wanted to talk about today is I wanted to just kind of talk about the mind of a woman. Because I know Cody and I have kind of touched on like different relationship stuff, dating stuff, but I don't think we've really dug into like how women specifically approach like dating apps, dating, relationships, all of those things. So I thought it'd be kind of interesting to kind of like, for if you're like a woman listening to maybe like compare, like I'd be interested to see like how different people's experiences are. But like, I've definitely talked to some of my friends and like, there seem to be some common themes among women on dating apps and like in the dating realm that I think might be interesting to some people. So I thought we would kind of go into that a little bit. So one thing I wanted to talk about, um, 
that I have been thinking about lately is, so as you all know, like, I am currently single, but, like, I was in a long-term relationship, and I've, like, kind of done some of the dating app, dating world stuff over the past, like, year, and it's been a very interesting experience. Like, I, I don't know, I never really thought I would be, like, in this position because I've, yeah, I don't know, I just, when you're in, like, a long-term relationship, you kind of just assume, like, oh, yeah, this is, this is it. But, so I never really thought I would be here, but it's been a very, like, yeah, a very interesting and eye-opening experience to kind of see, like, the nuances of, like, oh, like, how you're supposed to talk to people and, like, expectations on dates. And, like, I worked through some of the, I, like, talked about some of this stuff in therapy because, like, some of it was really hard. Like, I was like, I don't know, like, how to open up to people anymore. Like, I don't know how to, like or, like, how much to open up, or, like, what kind of, like, the general, yeah, like, basically, like, what the general, like, expectations are for, like, a first date, a second date, like, what is, what is the difference between, like, going on a date, and, like, quote-unquote hanging out, and, like, what does that mean, um, and I think it can be especially interesting for girls, um, just because, like, typically, like, I know, I think, like, the statistics, I might actually look this up, um, and, um, because I know the dating app experience can be very, um, different for men and women. Um, let's see, this might be interesting. Um, okay, yeah. Oh. Oh, never mind. This is a specific apps article. Because this app was like, we have way more women than men. That is definitely not true on most apps. I don't even know what that app is. It was like Chirpery. I've never even heard of that. Um, oh, okay. These are some interesting numbers. So this article says that like over three quarters of those 18 to 24 have reported using Tinder at one point. Um, this is closely, or not closely, um, distantly actually followed by Bumble. Um, which about a third of people have reported using Bumble at one point, age 18 to 24. So that's actually really interesting. So Tinder is obviously, like, more popular, and I think that's definitely the first thing people think of when they think of, like, dating apps. Um, It is interesting because, like, I remember, like, when I was younger, you would just kind of see, like, commercials for, like, Match.com, eHarmony, like, FarmersOnly.com, like, all those things. Like, it's all very, like, website-based. So I think, um, I don't know, like, I'd assume it's mostly, like, older people still using those things. If many people do, I don't really know. Like, I've never heard anyone my age talk about, like, Match or eHarmony or any of those things. So I have no idea, like, if, and I think a lot of those you have to pay for. Which obviously, yeah, there's, like, a paid option on Tinder and, like, Bumble. But you might have to pay for, like, a eHarmony membership or whatever. But... So it's interesting how, like, Tinder really, like, revolutionized the kind of, like, dating world. Um, And then, like, obviously with COVID, like, I think there was definitely a surge in use um, there. Because, like, obviously people weren't able to go out and, like, meet people, like, quote-unquote organically anymore. Um, But, yeah. I'm trying to look at this. Oh, damn. Okay. So... This article says that, like, women, it looks like women swipe more than men 
daily. Like the median number of swipes for women is like probably about one like fifty five, one sixty. Where for men it looks like it's about one twenty. But for women, ninety five percent of the swipes are swipe lefts, which is like a no or like a pass if you don't or if you're not on Tinder. Um, and only five percent of women or no, five percent of female swipes are swipe rights, which is interesting compared to men where like a little over half are swipe rights and a little under half are swipe lefts. So mostly women are swiping no. Um, this article says, ultimately, most women only swipe yes on a handful of men per day, while men are more freewheeling with their swipes. This creates a highly competitive environment where many men find it difficult to get matches consistently. So females are more selective. Um, the median female user receives about 2.75 matches per day, while the median male user only receives about 1.1. Um, at that rate, to expect a match, a typical woman would have to like just three men, while a man would need to like over 50 women. Damn. That's crazy. Um, one estimate found that over 70% of active American Tinder users were male. So that's probably one reason is there was a big imbalance. Um, interesting. Men in the bottom 10%, which means like in the bottom 10% of like number of matches, it's like basically the most unattractive men on Tinder or like the most unappealing men on Tinder. See, just one match per week at most. That's so crazy. Imagine one match per week. That's so depressing. Research has previously found it requires 57 matches for one meetup and more than five times that for either a relationship or sexual encounter to occur. Accordingly, it would take a typical man almost 6,000 swipes over two months to score a date. That's very depressing for the men out there. 6,000 swipes over two months for a date. And obviously, there's, like, a lot of um, variability in that as, like, obviously, if you're, like, a super hot dude, who's, like, a super, if you're, like, a professional athlete or, like, someone rich and famous, like, yeah, it's not going to take you 6,000 swipes to get a date, but probably the average man. Yeah. And I know Cody, Cody and I have talked about this, but like, it's always so interesting how like, you way more often see like an attractive girl with an ugly guy versus like an attractive guy with an ugly girl. And it's like, I was reading this thing that like men tend to date only at like, so say like a man's like a seven. So like men, a man who's a seven typically will only date a woman who's a seven or above. And, like, women, a woman who's a seven, typically date a man, like, around their attractiveness level or a little bit lower. Um, which I also think that's very interesting. So, I don't know. So, sorry, that was a little bit of a um, side note from kind of what I wanted to talk about. But, like, I just kind of wanted to talk about how, like, I've discussed this with, like, some friends. And, like, kind of just, like, how women tend to approach, like like specifically like kind of college young adult early to mid 20s women kind of approach like the dating pool and like things and I know there's a lot of variability obviously and like obviously there's a lot of variability with guys too but um like I know like tinder has like the reputation for like hookups and I think that that is 
relatively true. Like I think like in comparison to if you met someone like at a bar or like, I don't know, at the park or like at the library or like something like very rom-com type, like, yeah, that would probably be more likely to turn into like a relationship than if, oh, you're meeting someone on Tinder. Because like, I know like me and some of my friends who have used dating apps before, I've always been like, okay, well, I like this guy, but like, why is he on Tinder? But like, you're on Tinder, so you can't really like say anything, but it's still, you kind of have this kind of, you're kind of reading people as if like, oh, well, if you're on Tinder, you must have a certain like view on women or relationships or casual sex or like whatever it is. So I think that could be really interesting to like talk about like people's motivations for using dating apps. Um, Cause I think some people are truly like looking for like a husband or like a wife or like whatever. But I would say it's definitely more common that people just like want, cause I think people are just lonely. And I think, yeah, again, especially with COVID, like people were really kind of just missing that like human connection and even like that kind of like physical connection. So I think it was a very like easy way to be like, Oh, like I want someone to cuddle and like watch a movie with. And it's like, it's easier to go on Tinder and swipe on somebody and be like, Hey, come over than it is to like get dressed up, go out and meet somebody, like try to strike up a conversation, like try to ask them to come over without being creepy. Like, isn't that interesting though? Like if someone like came up to you, I mean, obviously there's times where this happens, but like if I was like at the grocery store and like a man walked up to me and was like, Hey, do you want to come over and watch a movie tonight? I would be like, fuck no, you fucking weirdo. But, like, if a guy, like, was to message me on, like, I don't know, fucking Tinder, and was like, hey, like, would you want to, like, watch a movie sometime? Like, I'd be more likely to, like, say yes, I feel like, just because, I don't know, it just feels less creepy. And you can do more, like, digging on people when they're on Tinder. Oh, but that is one thing I want to talk about, is the amount of detective work that women do would absolutely blow your mind. Like, these women, these girls... These ladies are the fucking FBI. A girl can find out anything about you. All right? Girls are looking at, not only can they find your Instagram, if it's like, obviously if you have your Instagram like linked or whatever, or if you have like your Snapchat linked, like that makes it easier. But like, even just from like your photos, like so a girl can like look, and I'm not just, okay, obviously, yes, I have done some of these things. All right? Full disclosure. But I've not done all these things. These are a lot of things I've just, like, talked to people about or, like, seen, like, people talking about. So, disclosure. I'm not a freaking total psycho. But, like, girls will, like, look at a guy's page and be like, okay, he's in a suit and he's at a work party. And it says that he works for this, like, banking company or this, like, sports organization, like, whatever it is. Or it says he works at, like, this restaurant or whatever. And so, like... I've seen people like, okay, this man works at this restaurant. Go to the restaurant's Instagram. Look through everyone that they're following with the first name of this person and like find them. Or I've seen like, if they do have like their Instagram linked, okay, I want to know how tall this guy is. Or I want to know like, if this guy was like good at sports or whatever. Going to fucking like Max Preps, the fucking high school athlete stat counter, whatever the heck that people used to put in their information on. And, like, look them up on max preps and see, like, their, st- their high school baseball stats. Or, like, 
wrestling stats or like whatever the fuck. Like I've heard about people doing that. But like women will find out everything. So men, just know that if you're going on a first date with a woman, more than likely she has looked at your mom's Facebook. She's looked at your cousin's Facebook. She has looked at your ex-girlfriend's sister's Instagram. She knows exactly every job that you've ever had in your life. She's looked at your LinkedIn from a private browser. She's looked at everything. She knows everything about you. Will she sit there and pretend that she knows literally nothing about you? Yes, but she knows everything. It's just, it is freaking crazy. And obviously, like, I don't know if I don't, I don't ever hear about, like, guys doing this stuff. But, like, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, I feel like men don't really do that. Like, I've never really heard about guys doing that. Um, But, no, women are insane detectives. Like, oh, my gosh. You will find, if they want to find something out, they will find it out. It is crazy. Um... And I wouldn't call it, like, psychotic behavior. I think for women, like, one thing is just, like, you, as a woman, like, you are probably more cautious going into, like, a first date or, like, whatever it is. Like, so I think by doing that kind of, like, extra research, like, you're just trying to, like, know what you're getting into. And, like, like yeah, like, if I looked up a guy and saw that, like, like, Googled him or whatever, and he had some fucking, he was, I saw that he was, like, on probation, or, like, like, had gotten fired from his job, or, like, something like that, I would be, like, or that his ex-girlfriend posted something, like, terrible about him, like, just knowing what you're getting into before you get into it is very important. Um, So that's kind of a little bit about the woman brain, kind of in the initial encounter. Now, this type of thinking often continues into the dating phase. The amount of digging that a woman will do to figure out if you are ignoring her, um, if you're, like, I saw this really funny TikTok and it was, like, all these girls, like, it looked like a fucking, like, detective room, like, crime scene, like, drawing, like, dots between things and, like, looking at all these different papers, like, trying to connect, like, all this different stuff. And it was, like, when his follower count goes up by, or when his following count goes up by one the night after um, him going out with the boys or something like that. And, like, on Instagram, you used to be able to, if you looked at Instagram, if you looked at Instagram in Safari, you used to be able to see, like, if you went to, like, a dude's Instagram, you used to be able to, like, click on it and see, like, who the most recent people that he followed was. And, like, so you used to be able to, like, see, like, oh, oh, my God, he just followed this bitch on Instagram last night. Or he just followed this, like, this page with, like, these girls in swimsuits on it. So, like, you used to be able to look at that, but then they took that away. So now you have to do a lot more digging if you want to figure it out. But it can be done. Nothing you do is ever a secret, okay? Just remember that. Um, but yes, so basically what I'm saying is this type of behavior can continue. Um, and things like checking snap score. If your snap score, you can do the math. If your snap score goes up by like 10, that means that you have sent five Snapchats. And if you haven't opened their Snapchat, then who the fuck are you Snapchatting? So like, just be aware. Everything you do is being scrutinized, all right? Oh my gosh, I'm just so, I'm honestly so glad that, like, 
they took away like the on Instagram they used to have like that other tab and it was like activity tab or whatever and it would show like when people followed people or when people like liked pictures and I think that probably ruined more relationships than anything I've ever seen in my life like I I wasn't in a relationship when that was available or like I think maybe my ex-boyfriend didn't have Instagram at the time but like I remember like when I had crushes on guys and I would see like oh my god he didn't text me back but he just liked this Instagram photo fucking crazy person behavior like oh my gosh so thank god that things like that are honestly gone because I think it is helping for the health and wellness of America but but yeah I think um and it definitely can be debated like I am trying to move away from doing things like that because I don't think it's good for me like I think it's very um it can get very unhealthy and not good but I mean obviously it can be fun like if one of my friends is like oh my gosh can you go to his Instagram and see if you can see if he's following this girl or like stuff like that I'll be like oh okay yeah I'll go look or like will you um text him and see if he texts you back because he's not texting me back oh sure yeah okay I got it so like things like that can be kind of fun but I think overall um it can be kind of and I know I hate this word but I hate saying this word but like it can be a little bit toxic a little bit unhealthy relationship dynamic um I think people with anxious attachment style can be more likely to do things like that um if you don't know what attachment styles are I would definitely recommend um looking into it a little bit and like reading a little bit about it because I think it could be something that is really beneficial to a lot of different people um it basically describes like how you're usually it's rooted in like your relationship with your primary caregiver and that's I mean typically that's someone's mom um but it's kind of like the dynamic of your relationship with your primary caregiver in like infancy and like they would take these babies and then have their moms leave the room and then they would see how the babies responded um and then based on that they can kind of label you with a different like some kind of attachment style um I think that the kind of oh my gosh like that kind of checking behavior and like things like that can kind of be associated with a more anxious attachment um and is usually rooted in like a little bit of insecurity or maybe not insecurity just like not like necessarily like oh I'm insecure but like you're a little bit insecure in like romantic relationship type situations but I mean these kind of things can also happen with like friendships like oh my gosh me and my friend are having a fight and she just liked this photo on Instagram and I feels like it's shady and like things like that so it's definitely not exclusive to romantic relationships and I'd also be curious to see like what's like the male equivalent of this or do men ever do things like this and they just don't really talk about it um I might have to ask Cody about that next week because I would be curious but um yeah it can definitely relationships or like the dating world can make you do things and you feel crazy like you've, you're like oh my god why am I doing this but sometimes it's just a part of the deal how long have I been talking oh I've already gone pretty fast um so yeah that was just a little bit of a touching into like how I feel like women kind of tend to approach dating scene dating situations 
And obviously, like, I have friends who do shit like this every day, all the time. And then I have friends who are like, what the fuck are you even talking about? I've never even thought about doing that. Like, honestly, a lot of this stuff I hadn't even thought about doing before until I talked to a friend and they were like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I always check the SNAP score. Or I always do this stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe that's a good idea. So I think it definitely depends on the person and kind of also like what they're looking for in a relationship and kind of like their relationship history, attachment style, all of those things can come into play. Um, but yeah, I think that was a little bit of an interesting conversation um, that I definitely think I will ask Cody what he thinks about that. All right, as I kind of start to wrap up this little short mini solo episode, um, yeah, next week I'm going to try, I have some goals for next week. I have been writing down um, kind of some of my end of year things that I want to do and like um, kind of mindsets I want to have going into next year. So that's been kind of exciting. I need to get some insurance, some nice health insurance things figured out because I am an adult now and I have to worry about that. My deductible restarting and all of those fun things. Um, but yeah, yeah, I am. It's gonna be a couple weeks of doing some organizing, some cleaning, some trying to do more volunteering lately. I'm gonna volunteer for Crisis Line more, which is exciting. I really enjoy doing that. Um, yeah, overall, been an interesting time. Hopefully, by next week, I will have completed my book reading goal. Um, yeah, next week will probably be a an episode from home, I'm guessing. Um, cause I think, yeah, he should be home by Sunday. I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably go home Thursday or Friday. I think he's coming back Saturday or Sunday. So, should have a new episode up next week. Um, but yeah, if you listen to this, thanks, I guess. Um, hopefully it wasn't too terrible. Um, whatever. Um, I hope you all have the best week, and if it's your finals week, I hope that you survive your finals. Um, all right, I love you all. You're all bad fucking bitches. Peace.